Hey girl, hey, and welcome to another episode of That Real Housewives Roundup with me, Invincibly. Let's go on a journey as we discuss the latest antics of The Real Housewives we love, love, love. Today we're discussing the third episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. The girls are still in Scottsdale, where Jen made it her mission to be celebrated upon the Jen Shah Express. The celebrations didn't last long, as the ladies faced the aftermath of their healing exercise, with an unhinged Whitney who is tired of being Nancy Drew, to the point where she caused havoc at Jane's garbage trash hole lingerie party. Do stay tuned until the end for our usually and rhyme. Let's discuss all this and more, starting now on That Real Housewives Roundup. Garbage whore lingerie party. Oh my god. I can't take all the credit for that because I'm not the one that came up with that. Actually, Lisa Marla did. Piece of sh garbage whore. Hey, baby gorgeous, I'm back. Back from a little Scorpio season hiatus, which I've spent jet sittering around the world. Girl, I've been everywhere, except in Scottsdale, where the party and the drama was at. Judging by this third episode, titled Courtside Conundrum, you bet I would have loved to be a fly on that wall. We pick up right where we left last, after the mess at Whitney's third and hopefully final healing ceremony, where she shared the news about the childhood traumas to a stunned and shocked group of women. Heather, Whitney's day one, is shooketh by the news, and all Whitney needs is her friends and the love and support from them. Whitney's looking forward to meet her half-brother and sister on the strip too, to fill in some of the blank spaces that she has. Whitney says that this is a process, but you have to be vulnerable and put your feelings out on the table, to which the group agrees, and Heather points out directly at Meredith and Lisa, who is still going through their own motions. Meredith says that her problem started because she made herself vulnerable, and here goes Lisa, interrupting her, to make another apology speech. All while Meredith is now dissecting her apology, telling Lisa that she's never fully confided in her because she never fully trusted her. And there, and now she said it. The words that are coming from Meredith's mouth are not dirty or mean, but they cut a bitch. Once I meet with your therapist, and she deems you worthy, then I shall perhaps consider a path to resolution. But until then, I can't help you. I can't help you until you help yourself. After being read for slow filth by Meredith, Lisa decides to jump in and defend herself by saying that she will continue to speak up for herself and she will not slit her wrist for anybody. Child. This was the wrong choice of words. Those words that were just supposed to be an innocent figure of speech now almost pushed Meredith over the edge. Now y'all remember Meredith's backstory with a nephew that went through his own trials during the time of Meredith's dad's passing? Now said nephew had suicidal issues and child, need I say more? Lisa is now enemy number one without even realizing what's going on. This is Housewives, my friends. Housewives. Have a sip of wine, have a bite of fish. That's the only advice that Heather could utter at that time. This mess just became too messy. 
But like Whitney said, it now feels like Meredith is pulling at any last string she can find to be mad at Lisa, since this is how Lisa talks. We're back in New Jersey with yet another bad analogy. Girl, just when we didn't know where to go, here comes Saint Jen Shah with the final words of wisdom to pull these ladies together. Jen says, it's all petty in the bigger scheme of things, and they need each other and have to rely and support each other. Child. Scottsdale, where is Jen Shah, and what have you done with her? How did our own alleged scammer turn into the voice of reason? Finally, all the ladies gave Jen an amen. Amen. It's the next morning, and Jen took it upon herself to wake everyone up after that very emotionally charged night that they had the day before. I'm here to wake the hoes up. Wake all the hoes up. There are some hoes in this house. Girl says she's waking these hoes up because they need to go drinking on a trolley. Child, now what does she have up her sleeve? Last night was really heavy. I'm just trying to have fun. I ain't trying to make you cry and drink Calcucci or whatever we drank the other night. When you said we can all plan an event, so can we please turn up here, please? Jen riled all the ladies up for a day of fun, and off they go to the Fifth Avenue shops where their chariot awaits. A damn party bike dubbed the Jen Shah Express. <laughs> Child. This bike took me right back to Atlanta, where even those ladies did the most up on that bike, all while putting the pedal to the metal. Do y'all remember Marlowe and Porsche's antics on the bike? Never a dull moment. Anyway, Jen, in a sophista ratchet look, is hella excited to be finally having some fun, cause all those healing and shit was a la 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 lot. Like Lisa said, it's rosé all day, and the place to be. They start pedaling and off they go, boozing and biking. Child, it didn't take long for Whitney to spot the stripper pole on that bike. Next thing you know, she's on it, swinging, shaking, legs in the air. Only for my girl Jane to spot an opportunity to throw a glass of liquor up Whitney's upside down cooch while her legs are spread. Child, I just saw sticky cooch and yeast infections flashing before my eyes. We all Next thing you know, the mess turned into a wet t-shirt contest with Jen, now wetting Lisa by throwing liquor all over her chest. <sighs> Imagine how sticky this whole mess must have been. As they were all now joining in on the fun of throwing booze all over each other, I couldn't help but notice how Meredith and Lisa were having the most fun, wetting each other like they're besties at a slumber party. Whitney was in her element watching these frenemies going at it. After all of that mess, the ladies had a chance to rinse themselves off and go over to the Corona Ranch for some civilized entertainment organized by Lisa. We barely got there and here's Barlow telling us from the get-go that she's got a pair of Dior boots on in honor of the horse show that they are about to see. These riders apparently performed at the Dior show and was featured in Vogue, so be prepared to hear all about Lisa's Dior boots for the rest of the episode. Girl, 
take a shot every time you hear Lisa mentioning Dior. The ladies have a front row seat, enjoying the synchronized horse riding performance. All female riders, decked out in beautiful Mexican dresses atop the horses. The performance was spectacular and then the ladies got invited to try on some dresses too and join in on the riding fun. Now here goes Lisa, spotting an opportunity to point out that her boots were from the Dior Gaucho collection in 2007. She probably chose the dress to match her Dior boots too. As they all get dressed, Heather sees an opportunity to tell Lisa about how fun it was to see her and Meredith having fun on the boozy bike ride. And on the other side of the court, Jane and Whitney are grilling Meredith over Lisa. And Meredith states that Lisa doesn't believe that she did anything wrong. It's just the fact that she got caught. Here goes Whitney. Girl is getting deeper into it now by saying that it isn't fair to Lisa, holding her to the cross when they themselves are also discussing rumors about Lisa, a business and a personal life. Who the plot thickens. You can see Whitney turning into a bitch with a bone. Y'all know how Whitney can get. She tells Meredith and Jen that she wants to put it all out on the table. Is she crazy? Anyway, the girls hop on the horses, Jen with six inch stilettos, Heather needing multiple tries to get on, and Lisa letting one of the riders know that she's wearing Dior boots from the Gaucho collection. Girl! What did you wear for the Dior show? They made us. Oh, they made our boots? That's so crazy. My, like, literally, my husband and bought me these boots they were for the Gaucho collection. I think the reason Lisa might have brought us to this rodeo is to just show off her Dior boots. And then I was like, oh, they're so pretty for this. I mean, she did say it like 10 times. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of That Real Housewives Roundup. Join me each week as we discuss the latest antics of the housewives we love, the roundup reviews and my personal favorite, the Leanne Rhymes. Go on, subscribe to this podcast and engage with me on all socials at Real Housewives Roundup. Don't be tardy for this podcast party. Now, back to the show. back and the girls are back at Mary's humble abode and getting ready for Jen's GTW garbage trash hall lingerie party. Whitney is prancing around very comfortably in a black lacy number. Heather tried it with a black lace body shorts and choker bra. That was much. Jen Shah is obviously decked out in bling and black lace plus a leather corset cinching in her waist so tight and boobs sitting high up her neck, spilling over. She knows how to do extra. Meredith came on brand with a black leather trousers and a black leather corset plus an I love New York cap to complete the fit. Lisa, that dig is for you. And then there is Lisa Basic Barlow. 
in a basic loose oversized black and white silk sleepwear set that I saw on Sheen. The girls ain't here for it, Heather stating that she's representing Mormon 2.0. How's that for a lingerie party? The bad weathers are having a moment in the bathroom as they're getting all glammed up for the party. Wit tells Heather again that she wants to tell Lisa about the rumors and the rumblings about her. Heather tells Wit again to shut the fuck up, but no. Wit says that she's just trying to help Lisa mend the bridge with Meredith and she's trying to help Meredith to mend the bridge with Lisa. Like, what the fuck? By spilling the tea? Making things worse? Later on, a few shots deep, Whitney is on a rant again, saying that she is tired of being Nancy Drew. She cannot and will not entertain it. Child, this tea is boiling up in Whittles. She's ready to spill, and the girls are doing their very best to keep the lid on the boiling mess. Girl in the kitchen, Heather is making plans with Lisa to just eat and get the fuck out to have an early night in bed trying her best to stop the strain from derailing. Next thing you know, Whitney storms into the dining room, demanding everyone's attention, cause she's got something on her heart and this burden is too heavy to carry. These girls don't know what to expect next, but gale force wind Whitney is coming in hot. She starts off by telling Lisa that for the first time she feels like they've got a real friendship, as Lisa is sitting there hella confused. What puts it all out on the table, in one breath, in one go, that she feels so conflicted because she spoke to Meredith about rumors pertaining to Lisa, Lisa's marriage, Lisa's business, and all of those affair rumors. Whitney left no crumbs as she told Lisa that Meredith brought it up and that Meredith came to her about these alleged rumors, placing Whitney in the middle, and now she feels like she's removing herself from it, by blasting Meredith. Bitch, Meredith is just sitting there in awe. Lisa is pissed, saying that retaliation is a bitch. I know that's right. At that point, Heather knew it can only go from bad to worse and excused herself to fetch the salmon in the kitchen. <laughs> now Lisa wants to know what's been said and Whitney, too happy to tell, puts it out there that the rumor has it that Lisa has been doing favors to get certain investors for a tequila company and that said investor has also been supplying her with courtside jazz tickets in return for certain sexual favors, allegedly. Y'all, it looked like Lisa's head was about to explode as Whitney is relishing in a role as Nancy Drew. Now Heather wants to know if this is what Meredith told Whitney and Meredith states that no, she never told Whitney that. Child, now we're starting to get blurry and conflicting accounts. Here's Meredith telling that Whitney is the one walking around with the tea and it was Whitney that told Meredith the scoop. I mean, that's a stretch. It's not like you were courtside for the Lakers. I mean, blowies to sit next to Jack Nicholson, maybe a little more plausible. But courtside at the Jazz, you don't have to get on your knees for that. Lisa and Meredith are now getting into it, going back and forth, and all Heather wants is for them to do the breathing exercises that the shaman taught them the day before. Lisa is now distraught. 
and feels like she's been taking the brunt for so much. And there she goes, storming off to call her husband John. But y'all, as Lisa left the table, Jen Shah took the baton and took that rant onto a whole new direction. Direction Shah South. Listen. All you have is your family. Well, guess what? All literally, literally all I have is my f***ing husband and my kids. Everything's been taken away from me. Everything. I don't have anything else, you guys. Way to go, cuz. Really, really knocked it out of the park on this one. We've taken an already frantic, stressed out woman. <laughs> I don't have anything else. And upped the ante. In a scene that I didn't expect, we now see Meredith going to Lisa's room in order to clear up the confusion that Whitney caused and to set the record straight that Meredith didn't start the rumors. Lisa is mad. Out the door she is again, ready to confront the girls in the dining area. As Whitney, Lisa and Meredith are going on and on, Heather tells Jen that this trip was for her. It was to have fun and to celebrate Jen. Yes again to celebrate. But this mess, this mess is too much. Here's Jen, shell-shocked. Whitney is a drunken, derailed mess that's overflowing. Meredith can't even walk straight from all the Chardonnay. Child and Lisa, she is broken. She is bruised. Heather in a black and lace set is just trying to be the voice of reason now. Trying to de-escalate the situation, but it seems like she's doing more harm. And with a sudden twist of events, here goes Whitney, now telling the table that Heather knows everything. Apparently Angie was with Whitney and Heather at the jazz game when the rumor got spilled. And now Heather has pretend amnesia and Whitney ain't having any of it. Whitney is steamrolling. She's going so far that she's even throwing her bestie, her cousin and day one under the bus. But y'all... I think this is why Heather has been trying so hard to keep the lid on this whole story. She knows it's bigger. She knows that she knows stuff too. Y'all, Heather is first, getting angrier at Whit by the minute. I've never seen Heather this unhinged. Just listen. That's how I heard it. And you were there. I did you not were hear it. There. I would tell you. Oh. It's a lie. If I knew it, I would say it. I have never heard it. Damn girl. And in closing, as Heather tells Whitney fuck you, Whitney goes fuck me please, I love to get fucked. Bitch, I'm done. I'm logging off, game over, good night. Ain't nobody got time for this. Leanne, let's rhyme. Now this was a roller coaster of emotions and mess. Whitney just wanted to get fucked at the end, nothing less. With a sticky boozy coochie and black lingerie, 
Wettel said the girl shook, she had loads to say. Where Lisa was thrown into the deep end with a bad analogy. I'd swear she was in New Jersey, but this is reality. Saint Jen Shah was supposed to be celebrated, but her GDW party got separated, desiccated and hella deflated. Bye bitch!